We're good, dude. How's it going? How you doing? Good, brother. Just got back from the dentist. So weird thing. They said, um, I don't have any cavities, but they I have to get these. I don't even know if you call them fillings, but basically they're like you you have staining back here on your molars because your teeth are like super porous. They're like your teeth are either they're like super dense or they're porous. And they're like, yours are pretty porous. So it just like absorbs everything. And they're like, so to get rid of some of that coloring, we'll we'll basically like shave it down and then put this like some sort of cap on it or something. Or like they're like, it's similar to a cavity, but they're like, you don't have cavities. It's just to prevent your molars from getting that staining in there. I'm like, all right. So they're just they're so I'll just go back next week. It's like the auto dealership that's just fucking telling you you got other shit that's wrong with your yeah. car. <laughs> like you've never just, heard of this before, but it's yeah, a thing, you know? Never. <laughs> never. Just add that shit on. Yeah. yeah. Like this and is, you know, actually like you came in for an oil change, but we got, you know, <laughs> you, your, your car's fucked, dude. Like you yeah. gotta get the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And I have no idea. Like when they tell me that, I'm like, yeah. do I do this? Is this true? Yeah. Can I trust these people? Well, the only reason I, I'm doing it is because it, when it was optional. The only reason I'm doing it is because six months ago when I went for my last like cleaning and x-ray, they had like briefly mentioned it and like showed me on the x-rays about what they were talking about. And I went into today and I was like, if they say something about it today, then something's probably really like there's some truth to it, you know? Uh, and so sure enough, it was like one of the first things they said. They're like, oh, yeah, back here in your molars, like they're like, it's more of a preventative, like precautionary thing so that, you know, it doesn't continue to, I don't know, but I was just like, all right. So it's, so I was like, I have a cavity and they're like, no, no, it's not a cavity. So I don't know. I'm, I walked out of there confused and just said, yes, I'll do it. Like, let's just fucking do it. <laughs> you know? But if it that's, saves that's you what some, it is, man. If it saves you time yeah. in the future. I mean, that's like, God, the, like the, the dentist, that's just, that place sucks. Dude sucks. 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 I had somebody today too that was like, I I feel like I have a different person every single time at this dentist for some reason, um, or like every every two to three times there's somebody different. Um, man, she was going to town on me today though. Like fuck, like <laughs> like sweating, dude, like grabbing the chair, like trying to relax. <laughs> sweat towels. She's like, <laughs> yeah. like Jesus, having herself up. Like holy <laughs> shit. I was like, are we done? You know, like, fuck. Try not to be a bitch. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, any any minute now. We got to be getting close. We got to be getting close. About five years ago, I got fed up with that place. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking do it. I'm going to start flossing every day. I'm just going to start doing it. And it actually changed my teeth a lot. Where, you know, I'd go in and they'd be like, oh, your teeth are really good. As opposed to before, they'd come in and be like, how much do you floss? And I'd be like once a week yeah i'd be like i did it i did it every day this last week but i didn't do it the previous five months i didn't do it at all i didn't say that i you know always lie to them but they know yeah that's the thing that sucks is it like i literally got asked that today and i'm like i've become so like religious about flossing my teeth i can't go to bed if i don't you know and i do it so much and then i was like am i doing this wrong or like can i show you how i'm doing it and you like give me some feedback because you guys ask me this every time as if i'm not flossing my teeth i was like i literally do this every single the only exception is if i like travel and i forgot to like pack floss you know and like and it's for like a two or three day span but other than that like Dude, I'm hitting 99% here, you know? 
And they're like, uh, they're like, it, it honestly doesn't have anything really to do with you. They're like, they kept saying like your teeth are more porous than like they are dense. And so it, like my teeth just absorb a lot more shit naturally. And I'm like, yeah. fuck. So it's like, <laughs> he's just like, fuck, no matter what you do. Like, dude, I use a fluoride mouthwash every day. I, I floss every day. I brush twice, two times a day, like religiously. And I yeah. still have some shit, no, no cavities or anything, but still yeah. to the point where they got to do like their works cut out for them on their cleaning when I go in, you know? Um, but it is what it is, man. I guess yeah. I'm getting some quote unquote caps or, cover-ups or something i don't know dude i don't i don't know i didn't yeah. ask questions i just said yeah all right. your teeth, i guess you know, yeah so, <laughs> yeah i'll see you next but tuesday all right on the topic of traveling like what do you do like I'm, I'm curious like for you when you travel what do you what's your approach to you know because i mean me and you are both like we're always going at our shit we're always trying to better get better and try new stuff and you know figure out ways that we can better our programs, better ourselves. So we can help our clients more and other people out there. What do you do when you travel? Just changing it up. Great question, man. I think like I used to, like in the years past, I would almost like not want to travel. I would, I would like not look forward to it because I would get so out of my rhythm and routine. I felt like, but then, uh, you know, embracing it more like really helped i was like well what, what's the flip side of that what if you actually like looked forward to traveling and i was like well what, what what things need to align for you to look forward to traveling so that you're not just telling yourself to look forward to traveling you know and so for me it was like what are the things that i can do almost like i don't even skip a beat as if i'm home so everything that I'm doing from a routine standpoint or a habit standpoint stays exactly the same, except for the only thing that's going to change is the physical environment that I'm in. And when I like looked at it through that lens, it was so much better. It was like, okay, I may not be like inside the four walls of my home and I may be on a beach somewhere, but can I eat the same breakfast, right? Chances are when I fly in or when I land, like I'm going to have access to a grocery store where I can still get the same things that I would normally eat at home. You know, like I'm going to try to change as little as possible. You know, I can still bring my book with me to continue my, my nighttime reading routine. Right. Uh, I'm always looking ahead if they're going to have, um, if I'm going to have access to a gym or I can drop in somewhere. Right. In worst case scenario, I'll, I'll pack my bands and do body weight stuff like, you know, and all these things. And I was, I'm going to keep up with my hydration on a daily basis. I'm going to keep up with my mindset. And then I looked at it and I was like, damn, nothing really changes except for the physical environment that you go in, you know? And when it like it, that clicked for me, it was like, it allowed me to enjoy trips more. It allowed me to almost feel like I wasn't traveling, but I was because the, you know, my surroundings were changing. But, and the cool thing about it too, is when I kept those things in a line and I tried to stay as much routine driven as I could, as if I was still at home, I, I knew what to expect and how my body would feel like, here's the worst thing that I would do is I would go completely different food wise, right? Like I would change up everything. I would change up my food when I traveled. I'd miss a couple workouts. I wouldn't be focused on energy expenditure or like steps or anything like that. And I would just do like the complete opposite of what I would do when I'm at home. And when I did that, I didn't have the energy that I normally have when I'm home, right? So you just feel different. Like you kind of have like this, you almost have to like shake this travel funk a little bit, you know, versus now I'm like, when I travel, I'm like, good, I can, I can get there. 
I can accumulate a ton of steps at the airport. I can hit up a grocery store first thing, get the same fuel sources that I would if I was normally home. I'm going to have access to a gym if I need to right when I land, if I didn't already before I took off, like I'm going to go hit a workout so that my body feels the same and I have high energy and I feel phenomenal. Now I'm just in a different environment and I can enjoy it more. And so that's, that's the stuff that works for me, man. I try to push that on my clients too. Like, look, the only thing that's changing is our environment. Like the habits that we've been taking all this time to create in a, on a weekly basis and check them off our, our daily to-do list and, and, um, you know, replace old habits with new ones. Like this is why it's so that they stick regardless of where we're at. And so like, as soon as I grasped that concept for myself, it was super easy to, to kind of translate that over to, to my clients, man. How about you? Yeah, man. I know. I like that. Cause I, I do the same thing. And I noticed before when I used to travel, especially when I was drinking, right. And I think that it's kind of almost like an excuse for people, right. Yep. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm vacation. I'm on vacation. Like I'm not going to do anything that I, it's like, yep. it's a lifestyle, dude. Like, like that's yeah. what we're building. And I think once, once people can grasp it, like you're, it's a lifestyle. It doesn't change just cause you, went on vacation, there may be things that are out of your control. Like, you know, you talked about having access to, to a grocery store. Most people do, but if you're staying in a hotel, that may change, right? Where you can, you can get some access to things, but maybe you can't cook things up. Like if you had a VRBO or, or like a condo or something like that. And so I think those kind of things, but I mean, the staples for me are like you planning shit out, right? Looking ahead, like, am I going to have access to a gym? Do I need to bring my bands? Um, do I need to do body weight stuff, whatever it may be there on the workouts, walks are fucking easy, water's easy. fucking easy, right? Easy. Like those things should not change yep. your reading, your whatever you're doing for, for mindset stuff, like really shouldn't change, like getting a meditation in. maybe you're just in a better climate. If you're in a cold climate and you're traveling down South for some sort of vacation or whatever it is, like a lot of this stuff, it, it doesn't really need to change, but I think people use the whole vacation thing as like this whole excuse to like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing, uh, but I'm on vacation. And it's like, you can still enjoy yourself. Like you can enjoy yourself, but you're going to enjoy yourself more when you do this stuff. Because I've realized for me, tons of vacations before I would come back in a worse place than when I left. And it wasn't even a vacation. I had to almost get away from the vacation. It was just, I was dead tired. It took me a week to get back to like what I was doing before. I felt like shit all these different things. I went on a vacation this last, I wouldn't even call it a vacation. I went on a, I went to, my parents were down in Pensacola beach and I went down and, and visited them for, for a week. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to get everything I need to get. Like I have certain things I'm doing each day. I'm going to, you know, get a workout in every day. I'm going to, you know, get walks on the beach. I'm going to do, you know, I, I'm going to make sure I eat good. Like they had a, you know, they had a house that they were renting and I'm going to, you know, get all my work done. Right. But I'm going to have like a noon time Like my goal is to get all this stuff done by noon. So I can just do whatever I want to do the rest of the day. Right. And I, I left that, that week having been more productive than I'd ever been in regular <laughs> weeks anywhere. And also like, I didn't need a vacation from the vacation. I felt amazing. I also don't drink. So there's that aspect. I think people kind of, they go on vacation and they think that they got to like just fucking go crazy on booze and go crazy on all these foods that they maybe don't let themselves eat on a regular basis. And, um, man, yeah, I think that it's like, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> Dude, a hundred percent. That's a perfect word to put it. And, and like, 
to your point, like when people travel or they look at my variation of traveling, they're like, oh, that's boring or like that sucks. That's not that's not enjoying yourself. I've tried the opposite way, like where I've just completely gone off the rails and be like, fuck it. Let me forget about everything. Let me just completely join this, enjoy this vacation, not pay attention to what I'm eating, not be conscious of how much I'm hydrating, like screw workouts. Like, trust me, I've experienced the opposite end. And to your point, like when I came back, dude, e even halfway through the trip, I'm feeling bloated. I feel like shit. My stomach hurts. I got a headache. Like, and now I'm supposed to enjoy my trip, you know, like, so I've tried it. I've tried it multiple times. And I even have clients too that I, I the first thing I always tell them is like, look, let's, we want to keep doing all the things that we're doing. We don't, you're not going to undo all your hard work in the short time frame. And first and foremost, I want you to have fun. That's the purpose of you going on your trip, on your vacation. Like, let's put that at the top. Now, in order to maximize the fun, let's see the things that we can do that are in our immediate control, that we can elevate our experience so that we can have the most fun. And I share that experience with, with them that I just told you is like, I can go and drink alcohol. I can neglect my workouts. I can you know, trash, have, have zero mindset. I can not focus on hydration. Like I could neglect all these things that I normally do. Now I'm showing up as like 60 to 70% in terms of my capacity to enjoy my vacation. Again, I'm walking around bloated. I've, I have a headache. My mindset's just in a weird, like funky space. Like, you know, and I've done that before. And so am I really enjoying my, my, my trip or my, my travel or my vacation if I'm completely neglecting those things? And then I tried the opposite way and I was like, well, let's try to change as little as possible, except for the actual environment that we're in. Of course, I'm going to be a little bit more lax than I normally would. Like I'm going to include some foods that I normally wouldn't eat. But for the most part, like I'm going to get my protein in, you know, I'm going to have satiating foods so that I can enjoy myself with some stuff that I don't traditionally have. And man, it's like night and day in terms of your experience when you travel. It's like you can enjoy it to such a higher level and just have so much more energy when you try to tweak and change as little as possible, like just try to keep everything as much as you can for the most part the same, but also don't be super hard on yourself if you got to change a thing here and there or like if you, you're going to – the terminology that I use is like, hey, let's when we travel, let's keep the guardrails on. That's it. Like you can you can get off track here, right? But let's do our best to keep the guardrails on and that's all I want your focus to be. So your definition of that, of keeping the guardrails on, each individual is going to be a little bit different everybody's a little bit further or not as far on their journey. So that, that terminology will be different based on the individual. But I just tell people like, Hey, let's see how well we can keep the guardrails on. We travel. The goal isn't to set PRs. The goal isn't to crush it when you're gone. The goal is to, to have fun and enjoy yourself. Let's put that at the, the tip of the spear at the pinnacle and let's, let's maximize that. How can we do that? Well, chances are you're probably going to want to put yourself in a good physical position to, to be able to do that. Right. So there, there has to be some, some foundational pieces here. So let's make sure we're adequately hydrating. If you're going to a warmer climate and you're not focused on hydration, your ability to have fun and go do all these things and do zip lining and, you know, whatever you're going to go do outside, that's great. But if you have a pounding headache, cause you're not focusing on your hydration, then are you enjoying your zip line or are you enjoying that stuff? You know, so there has to be a good foundation there. And I think the the terminology of keeping the guardrails on when you travel is has just worked really well for my clients because it it allows them to to let their hair down a little bit, but also it gives them more incentive to go, okay, if I want to enjoy this to the max, there's probably some things that I can do that are in my immediate control, whether I need to hit up a grocery store right away 
or whether I need to make sure wherever I'm traveling has access to a gym so I can keep my, my rhythm going with my workouts, like little things like that go a long way. And now it's no longer this all or nothing mindset. It's no, it's no longer this binary thing. Like it's, you know, we used to have the, the mindset of party hard, play hard in school. Right. So it was like, it, I think people have that same exact thing, like, Oh, we're going to travel. So that means let me just, you know, forget everything that I was in a rhythm with. And then I took uh, a long time and, and put all this effort in to build and change my lifestyle. And just like, now let me just completely neglect it. And I'm like, Oh, well, there's a lot of middle ground there. So instead of that, let's, let's keep the guardrails on. And that's, that's proven to work really well. I think. I think that's really good. And that's, I, that's one of the things I tell my clients too, is like, you know, what two to three, three things are within your control. Cause I think sometimes it can overwhelm people to, mm-hmm. to try to focus on controlling all, everything, which, you know, as you get better and better with it, you can, you can make it so that it really doesn't change that much when you travel. But I'm curious for you where, you know, you're talking about, because like, I think so many people, they probably think that our lives that we live is like are boring, right? It's like, oh, it's boring. You guys don't have fun. You don't have fun, right? Like you don't do this or whatever. And people just want to live this whole like party life. And, you know, that's, that's what fun is. And then you wake up when you're 40 and, and <laughs> you're like, well, what the fuck am I doing? Right. And then, and then it's, then you're way behind the eight ball on getting shit, shit together and getting yourself, or maybe you, you chopped a lot of years off your life. And, and I don't want to tell people how to live their life. Like if that's what you want to do and that's perfectly fine. Right. Like I mean, you have clearly different goals than, than a lot of other people. But, you know, I always say you hear people, they're like, oh, that's boring. Like, you know, I'm traveling like, you know, I'm going to enjoy myself. Right. It's like, yeah, like you can enjoy yourself. But like you said, it's a lot more enjoyable to feel good, isn't it? Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> like I've had yeah. the times when I felt like complete shit. I had a drinking problem. I'd wake up on Sunday and feel like just shit and just wonder what the fuck I was doing with my life. Mm-hmm. But I was stuck in that cycle. Right. I was just stuck in that cycle and that mental health was not in a good place. And then, you know, I've been in places where I'm like, I wake up and I'm, I'm happy and I'm grateful. And, you know, I just, I'm loving life and, you know, I'm doing a lot of cool shit and just really enjoying everything. And it's come from that place of just a different mindset shift of like, you know what, you can enjoy everything you do and you can put stuff into your calendar that you really enjoy. But like, I just find it funny sometimes when people are like, oh, that's boring. You know, it's boring yeah. to eat healthy and blah, blah, this and that. And then it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I embrace boring though, too, because I know if I'm doing something that's boring or or that I don't see it as boring, but I know that other people deem it as boring. I know it's against the grain. I know it's against the the ordinary, traditional, average Joe, right? So that that like reconfirms. And for me, you and I are competitive in nature in terms of like wanting to improve ourselves. So when I hear that, it, it kind of, it, it makes me excited. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I forgot that the average person doesn't just do this. And so you have to like, te- that's part of our job is like teaching people to do it. But the more people can embrace that as like being normal, um, you know, like boring food choices, like boring food choices and boring workouts will get you phenomenal results. I tell people that all the time. It's like people look for this silver bullet of like a, a program, a workout program or nutrition plan or like, you know, some super unique meal plan that's going to do it for them. It's just like, dude, if you just kept this so boring and simple, and again, you can flavor it up and you can throw some nuances in here, here and there. But for the most part, generally speaking, if you just kept your workouts 
the boring movements in your your food choices and you thought just boring <laughs> like who said you got to remember you're we've created this thing like in society and we've we've all of a sudden put like holidays around food and like create it. And I get it's a social thing too, but we've turned that into it. Like if you take it down and strip it to its bare bones, like our body doesn't care. It's, it's looking at, Hey, I need fuel source to be able to operate, to keep you alive and function today. That's what food is. Right. And we got to remind ourselves of that versus going like, Oh, I smelt something that smells delicious. And I, and I like the experience of sitting down and, you know, it's my birthday. So that means I should have a cake. And like, <laughs> I'm not saying don't do all those things, but those are things that we created as like a society. Like we have to remember that, like we created this dumb shit, like the, these associations with like holidays and food, like we, we've created that. Like if you take it all the way back to the caveman days, like, dude, they were just like, let me eat some, some food and survive, right? Like, let me give my body what it actually needs. And so when you strip it down to the bare bones and like, and, and remind yourself of that and remember that we as a human society made up all this holiday shit and like associated it with just gluttonous food, you know? And, uh, and it's tough because people associate that with, of like who we are. And, and I, and I'm not telling people to don't enjoy that. I'll be the first to say my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving because I go hard every year, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to eat till I hate myself. Like I'll do it. Um, but it's, it's funny when people say like, oh, that's boring or you're boring or like, it, it just, I, I always um, tell people who are on our same path or, and are trying to improve their health and fitness and understand they're capable of more. And they're trying to get this momentum going in that direction. I, I tell them, take that as a compliment. I'm like, cause look, you are in the school of fish. That's all swimming in that one direction. Like you're the one going against the grain. Like you're the one stepping out saying, I'm not going to be like everybody else. And I'm like, that's, that's a good thing. So if they say that, that it's boring or, you know, you're no fun and you, you should be partying. It's like, you can, you can do that. But if your goal is to better yourself, I, I, I basically allow people and give them permission to, to enjoy the boring stuff and say, Hey, it's, I know it's not as popular, but I'll bring you over here. This, this actually is the cool, the cool kid side over here, right? Like I, I try to encourage people that and say, Hey, it's cool to like boring foods. Like just because somebody's casting a judgment on you, um, chances are the people that are doing that are intimidated by what it is that you're doing. You know, they have a crab in a bucket mentality or they're trying to pull you down and say, Hey, you know, just come have fun with us. Come, come, come make average decisions from a food standpoint with us and enjoy yourself. Right. And like, um, you know, people can do that and that's, that's cool. But if you're, if you have ambitions and you're trying to better yourself, I, I always say like, Hey, this is, you're going to now become the minority in terms of the cool kid crowd. But when you do come over, like, it's, it's pretty fucking awesome over here and you're going to better yourself for sure. Like it, it's okay. Like don't let them deter you from wanting to better yourself. You know, it's, you're, you're a cool kid for doing it. I'll tell you that you're, you're on my team for sure. And it's nothing against other people who aren't trying to improve themselves. But the second you see somebody like cast judgment on somebody trying to better themselves because they're prioritizing what their food order might be, or because they're waking up early to do a workout before they hang out with everybody or like, you know, it's, it's, uh, what's that saying? It's like, um, nobody, nobody that who's doing better than you or achieving more than you will, will cast judgment or negativity on you or, or leave a negative comment or, you know, say something negative to you. And it's so, so true. It's, it's the people that are, um, you know, either jealous of what you're doing or they tried to do it and they failed. So they want to cast their judgment on you and kind of slow your progress down and be like, Hey, 
you don't have to eat that shit. Like come enjoy, come enjoy some stuff with us or come enjoy these drinks with us. And you know, it's, it's that crab in a bucket mentality. So I'm, I'm here to give people permission. Like, Hey, it's cool to like the boring food choices. It's cool to do, to wake up and do the, do the workout because you're going to energize your body so that you can enjoy your travel and your trip more. Like you're on the cool side. I know they're going to tell you you're not, but trust me, if you are, if you're trying to you're better yourself and improve your life, like, and the only reason you and I know that is because we've gone through the other side so much. You went through the alcohol thing, right? I've gone through it with, from a food standpoint, like I've lived that other side, dude. And then you just wake up enough times to where you go, okay, when's going to be the last, when are you going to put your foot down? When are you going to make a change? And then the fact that people see you trying to climb out of the bucket and the bucket full of crabs, they're going to try to pull you back down. They're like, hold on, don't, don't try to better yourself and climb out of here and leave us in here. Right. And so I, yeah, that's, that could be a whole nother topic, but I don't even know how we got on that dude. Sorry. I, was I asked there. about it. No, I think that's oh. good. Like I, I asked about the boring stuff. Cause I think that, yeah, there's a lot oh, yeah. of people and, and you're right. Like people that are pulling you down, they maybe are undisciplined. They've tried it. They can't do it. They, they, they're really just trying to, it's, I was the, that guy with alcohol. You yeah. know, I was that guy with alcohol or I don't think I was really that guy with food, but cause I, you know, my alcohol and food issues were, were combined, but with alcohol, yeah. I was the pusher. I was like, come on, let's go. Come let's, on. let's get it. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. cause I was drinking so heavily yeah. that I wanted everybody else to be on, on that same path. I wanted, I wanted myself to not feel like that outsider yeah. of the only guy who's getting tanked tonight. Right. right. Like it was like, come on, let's do this. Like you, you come, you come on board with me. But you yeah. talked about something interesting like that I actually – so I wrote this in. What I do is I have my Mac, right? And, and I will – like your Mac's connected to whatever your Apple ID is, which is connected to an email. And if you email your – if you text your email that's connected to your Mac, it will show up in your your messages. And so like when I have ideas, I'll, I'll like voice message myself or I will you know send messages. And one of the things I sent – let me pull it up to make sure because you were talking about, you know, other people and this is, oh, this is really interesting. So I, I sent this yesterday to myself and it was, it was, we do whatever we can to protect the version of ourselves that everyone knows afraid to truly step out of our comfort zone or do something different because of what other people will say about it. Like you've changed and damn fucking right. I have right? Yeah, like a hundred percent. But that's cra- like it's it's so interesting how we'll do whatever we can like with these people we grew up with or our family like we're so scared mm-hmm. to step out of that whole version of ourselves that everybody knows just because of that whole s- scared to disappoint other people or scared to to look different or you know be judged or have other people's opinions come on you and it's I found that that is one of the biggest unlocks to identity change is an identity shifting is being able to acknowledge that and just move forward and understand that like you're going into waters that are isolating at certain yeah. points. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've been in isolating waters at certain points where it's like, God, I, I don't fully relate with a lot of people right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mm-hmm. feel like I feel like not people, you know, I feel like I'm being judged or I feel like I, and, and, you know, I just you keep pushing through and you keep pushing through and you keep trying new things and maybe you hit a low and then you go back up and you, and, and you kind of, you suffer through some of the pain and, and then you get to a new point and then you get to a new point and you maybe meet new people and 
like I've just found that that's just so interesting about identity that, you know, we, we don't want to, that's a, almost a deterrent to grow for some people that they're, oh, yeah. they're scared of, of like getting that whole, you've changed type, type comments from, from their friends and these people that really like their opinion doesn't matter at all. Right. Yep. Dude. And it, I, I don't know, I can't remember what book it was in, but there's, there's that um, visual of the target, right? Like it shows you in the middle and then it shows the, a borderline just outside of it. And it's outside. It's basically like starting off with your comfort zone, right. Or what's familiar. And then it goes out and it shows, uh, what's uncomfortable or the growth zone. And then there's one more zone outside of that, which is extremely uncomfortable, which is the hyper growth zone. And so I always try to remind myself of that, especially as of late, like the more uncomfortable it is and the more you deviate from what's deemed as like normal or traditional to everybody or to your family or to your closest friends or whoever, where you feel like an outcast and, but something's like calling you and pulling you towards that. I've really encouraged myself to lean into those scenarios and like as, un as uncomfortable as they are and, and especially as uncomfortable as they are. Cause I was like, I remember seeing that diagram and I was like, man, those things that make you feel like extremely uncomfortable in terms of uncertainty or, you know, it's going to be, you're going to be brand new at it and you're going to suck at it, which I think we were talking about the other day, right? It's going to be something where you have to develop a new skill or it's going to require a, a, for you to change, right? It's going to require for you, for you to be a different version of than what you are currently right now. And that can be scary for a lot of people. And so, I've, I've just like challenged myself to lean more into those feelings and go, okay, that's, that's what you want. It should feel like that. It should feel uncomfortable. And the more uncomfortable it does feel like the more I try to like lean into it and be like, yes, keep going, keep going. And it's like, people always say like, oh, um, you know, like fuck fear or like screw fear. And it's like, and I heard somebody reword it and say, embrace fear, but just do it with courage. Meaning like you're going to feel the fear, you know, like you're, you're going to absolutely fear. It's going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to have the butterfly feeling. You're going to, you're going to have doubt, like all these different things. And, and the, the better ability that we have to have courage, despite fear being present, um, I think will only pay off in like huge dividends. So I think it's about perspective, man. I think it's about like reframing it, right? Like a lot of people will fear, uh, feel the fear of being in that different zone, whatever zone they're choosing to be in. And that'll be enough for them to be like, Whoa, I'd rather, I'd rather pick the shittier option. Cause it's more familiar. I'd rather pick the, the negative mindset or like, you know, the, the shittier job or like, you know, whatever it is, like the lesser than option, because it feels more familiar despite it being like worse for them or bad for them. Just picking it just solely for the sake that, it's comfortable and it's familiar versus leaning into, damn, that feels uncomfortable. Like that's going to stretch me, uh, you know, and, and just really leaning into the courage aspect of it is something that I've been trying to work on. That's what I'm trying to work on lately. What are you doing, what are you doing right now? What are you leaning into right now? Like recently, let's say the last month, what are some yeah. things that you've done that have been uncomfortable or maybe that you've been called to? Cause I, I'm huge on that. I, I've been reading a book called The Illusion of Money mm -hmm. by Kyle Cease. Mm -hmm. Jared recommended, uh, Jared Hamilton, he recommended. What's it that. called? Um, the Illusion of Money. The illusion really of money. good. It's so good. 
uh, it's been one of the things that has helped me get a lot of realizations on happiness because it's kind of un- underlying about happiness, right? It's about how everybody chases money, everybody chases external things for happiness. And, and he kind of, in a nutshell, is, you know, following the calling of your soul, your heart, your soul to, to do the things that really expand you is what's going to lead to the life that you really want to live. And all of those external things that you've been chasing the whole time are going to come with it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested to hear though, like, what are some things that you've done recently to face your fears and really just get uncomfortable? That's interesting, man. I want to, I want to read that book now because that, that sounds yeah. like super interesting to me. Really um, uh, to be honest with you, like to give you a hundred percent transparent, honest answer. I don't know what it is yet. Like I know it's something and I, and that's why you and I talked about like, I'm, I'm diving deeper now. You got me doing longer meditations, you know, cause you said you were doing it. So I've fully embraced it. Um, and I know it's going to come to me. It's, it's going to be in there. But for me, like the feeling, if, if I were to explain it, the feeling that I have as of probably within the like last six months, maybe even the last year, like for sure, without a doubt within the last six months is that. I know that I'm capable of achieving more, not just financially. I don't mean it like that, but I mean, you know, if, if, if I were to, if I were to die tomorrow, I would feel, um, I just have these really strong feelings of being inadequate, feeling like I, I, I left so much on the table that I had way more in the tank that I just cut myself short. And that's like what my gut tells me. That's like my honest feelings. Um, you know, God forbid that doesn't happen. But if that were to happen, that's like how I feel currently. Whereas like, let's say, you know, generalization, you just extend your life out. You live a normal life, which the average age is what, I don't know anymore, 75, 80. Yeah. Yeah. So like, say, say I live to that, right? Like what sort of things could I, you know, am I capable of in that timeframe from current day until that, like, and that like gets me fired up. I just can't put my finger on what that thing is. I just know I can become a, a completely different, more optimized, like badass version of myself. And I do, I see glimpses of it and I'm trying to like form it in my head. And like, it, it keeps coming to me more and more clear. But like, if, if you were to ask me to pinpoint it right now, like, what does that look like? Like, I don't know yet. Like, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm like in that transition process, which is can be frustrating at times because I'm just looking for answers, but I'm also like, it excites me because I'm like, what is that? Like, what, what, where, where can I, you know, what, what markers can I grab and just, and move them? I I almost like envision it as like at a, um, you're like in a studio with all the, the knobs, right? Like in front of you, I'm like, which knobs can I push up in my life right now? Like which ones can, are, are like suffering and then I could just push up to a whole nother level. Which one's going to raise the volume on? That's kind of like how I visualize it. And so it excites me to think about it. But like if I were to pinpoint it and narrow it down to one thing, like, I don't know. You you mentioned something earlier that I was like, that I thought was super cool. That's been helping me out lately. Um, and you, you actually hit on it. I think you said when you went to uh, Pensacola or you were, you were traveling with your family or whatever, you said you were like, I was trying to finish what I was doing in the day by 12 or like by noon or whatever. And dude, that's something that I've been doing. Like when I do, when I have like, and I need to get things done on a specific day, I've been, um, just using my phone and setting like a 90 minute timer and just like, okay, how far can I get in 90 minutes? And the shit that I get done, dude, in 90 minutes is insane. Knowing that I'm going to like take a little break after get up and go walk or stretch or something. Um, versus if I give myself all day to do something like, bro, (laughs) 
I will wait till the last fucking minute, like before I'm going to bed. And then that's even if I get around to doing some of the shit, you know, like, but yeah, man, I know I kind of bounced back and forth there, but yeah, I didn't want to forget what you said. You brought something up about like creating timeframes and productivity. That's a huge productivity hack um, that I've been doing lately. Oh, dude, it's so good. And yeah, yeah, that changed the game for me because I actually, I looked back at that. I was like, when was I most productive? And I was like, I was that week. I was the most productive. And so I started using that. And that's a good thing to do because you're going to, everybody will get the stuff done in the amount of time they give themselves to do it. Yep. Right? Like yep. if you give yourself a day, you're going to take the day. Yep. But maybe it only takes a few hours to do. But kind of going back to what you're saying, I love that you're digging into that. And I sent you a voice message like not too long ago where I was like, dude, I'm so amped on figuring out what I'm capable of achieving in this lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, like just like, I get this, I got this fire in me right now. I'm like, what if, what is possible? Like, what can we actually do? And as you know, I'm shifting like very heavily on my, on just yeah. what I'm doing, which is a scary, it's a scary thing, dude. When you, when you're just making a full on complete, basically 180 shift in, in which what is you're good. doing. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's scary, right? It's a, sc- it's, it's a good scary. It should though. be. Yeah, it's good, scary, but it's it's not something I would have really ever done in the past. Right. I, you know, like, I guess going, you know, quitting my job was a pretty fucking big shift, right? Like, and yeah, going totally. Into it. But uh, just normally, I've been the person that, you know, you kind of go in this direction. And I think a lot of people are this way. It's like, well, I'm too far down the road, right? I think I shared a, a story on the podcast about when we were in Breckenridge and we were continuing to go up that the mountain. And, and it was like at 4 a.m. or something. And we were going up the opposite mountain, like the, up the opposite side of where we were. And we kept kept saying like, yeah, in a half a mile, you're going to turn left onto this road. In a half a mile, you're going to turn left. And we're like, do we turn around? Like, what if we're almost there, right? Like that is, I think, what most people live their life like is just continuing to just stay on the same path because it's like, you know, we're too far down. We're already, we're already way down it. Right. Like I, you know, I'm already a senior, whatever, even though I hate my job. And that's, yeah. that's kind of why I did this in the first place. And that's why then when I kind of think back to this whole deal in general, like me going towards happiness and growth and trying to be better, I think it started there. Like my mm-hmm. parents. So I love my parents to death. Like amazing you know, have instilled a lot of amazing things in me and, uh, they, but they like just hated their jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. All throughout, like I always, you know, complaining about their jobs and stuff like that. And that stuck with me. And I was like, you know what? I caught myself as I was done playing baseball, going through the, the years and like, you know, I'd spend a year at some job. I'm like, this sucks on to the next, this sucks on to the next, this sucks on to the next. Right. And I caught myself at a certain point. I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm living the same exact existence as my parents here when it comes to jobs. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm not really making a change big enough. You know, I'm not really going at what I want to go at. And so then that kind of sparked the whole starting to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know, I love health and fitness. Like, what could I do there? I don't really want to be a personal trainer. You know, is there something that I could do like on the side and ended up stumbling upon nutrition coaching. And so I think that that like decision almost that I was, I was going to start like, I was going to not look back at my life when I was 60 and be like, fuck, 
like I never chased anything I wanted to, right? Like right. I, I'd rather, I'd rather go broke and go mm-hmm. bankrupt and lose all my money and have had chased everything that I wanted to chase as opposed to just playing it safe throughout my life. And then, you know, look back and be like, fuck, like, yep. cause I think that kids see that too. And I would like to have kids at a certain point in my life. And, uh, you know, kids, they see, they see that. And like I said, my parents have done so many amazing things for me, but like, you know, that I saw that, right. I saw that disappointment and that the complaining that happened from, from their job. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to wake up, you know, when I'm 60 and be like, fuck, like, you know, I lived the same day over and over again for the, for 60 <laughs> years or for 40 years. Dude. And then, you know, like I just, you know, I don't, that doesn't seem like an amazing existence to me. No, it just, and like, it makes me think my mom used to t- term it, um, mad, mad face Sundays is what she used to call it. Cause she knew, she knew work was coming the next day, you know? And I remember that, that, that stuck with me forever too. And it was very similar, like what you're talking about. And it just gave me like perspective of, man, I, you know, and I would, I chased it too. I did, I did go that other route. I did try to go the corporate route and like, I tried to do it in the best way that I thought would make me happy, which was with Nike. I was like, okay, at least I could do it with a brand like that. I love, um, that I've worn since I was a kid with athletes that I looked up to as my heroes. Like, but when you strip that away, it was a job. Like it, it, it literally was a job. And so I was like, okay, this is no different. And if I'm going to do it and, and if I am going to go this route, um, it's, I'm doing it on what I feel like is the best vertical I could possibly do it in. Meaning like it's up my alley from a sports perspective. Like I love the brand Um, until this day, I still do, but the job itself was a job and I was, you know, and I found myself there and I always found myself coming back to health and fitness. Like even when I was with Nike, I was still coaching. I was still doing part-time stuff. Like, um, and so, yeah, man, it's, it's interesting to see and like, and I know you feel the same way in terms of you're, you're trying to, uh, you have this thing in you, like some people don't, right? Like you have this thing in you where you're like, what is that? What am I pivoting to? And I'm just going to constantly keep trying to shape and mold and like figure it out. And the fact that you're doing that and you're like chiseling away in your process right now, like the version of you probably could look back where you're at currently right now and like rewind two, three years ago. I actually just got a, um, my, my mom sent me a screenshot of when I started my, my own business, my online business, which to this day on the 24th was exactly three years ago was when I started my online business. Like when I left, um, I left my gym and then in that transition time, I had a, a buffer of like six to eight months or maybe a little bit longer of where I delivered packages part-time, right? Like I delivered with, uh, with Amazon part-time just so I could get my business, you know, I was just, I, I was starting from scratch, dude, left my gym, left my salary job. Um, and like, you know, did that. And she sent me a screenshot today and I was like, Oh man, that's dope. Like, that's cool. And if I were to look back right now and look back three years ago, when I first started, it's like night and day. Although I do have these feelings of like, I got so much more in the tank. It's kind of cool to look back and be like, okay, you're, you're on the right path. Keep chiseling away. And I see you doing it too. I see you like just chipping away, like shaping and molding it. And like with our conversations, the things that you're telling me, it's like, he's working on himself, dude. Like he's, he's doing it. He's in the moment right now. Like he's, he's going to figure it out. He's going to keep figuring it out. And it's cool to see, cause we're going to look back on this video right here and we're going to like, damn, 
Remember when we were talking about that? Remember when we were trying to figure it out? Remember when we knew we were capable of like that next level? We weren't sure what it was yet. Like, so that's that's what excites me, man. I got, I can see you doing it. You're in your process. I can see. I don't know if you see yourself doing it, yeah. but I see you doing it. Oh, dude, dude, it's fucking, it's awesome, and I love that you're you're keep pushing to like we're both able to kind of build off each other and and play off each other, and like I loved what you talked about what sparked it. You sparked a thought in me where. I actually created this video not not too long ago because I've been starting to do these post meditation videos that I create, like just like a reflection period, an insight period. And one of them, I thought about how our mind, because this this actually came up from a video that I was watching on the science of happiness. Because one thing that I'm really like digging into right now, and I've been unlocking a lot inside me, is happiness. And I'm trying all these different exercises and things that are working. Right. And I'm like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. Like it's, it's going to be a part of my, my program, right. It's going to be a part of my, my champion mindset. And this guy was talking about the prefrontal cortex, the frontal lobe of our brain. And, and this is basically like, it's like this, he called it like the simulator, right? It's, it allows us to experience life before it happens. Right. I, it allows us to, to know what's going to happen, you know, like, or like if I were to, I think he made an example around like liver and onion ice cream. Right. We don't need to taste liver and on the ice cream because we can experience it. Right. Yeah. That's our, our, our prefrontal cortex. And what uh, what I realize is that our minds think that there is one way to get somewhere. Right. Like our like if we have right here where I am today, maybe it's to just the end of the week. Right. This version of myself that I want to be at the end of the week. And me and you are always trying to grow. We're always trying to get better, even if that's just a step in the right direction this week our brains think there's one way to get there, right? There's one way to get to this goal. And there's really a million ways, you know, there's, and if you look back at your life and you see that you might've achieved, you've probably achieved many goals throughout your life, right? Like you've probably achieved many, many things. It's never worked out with that one direction that you thought it was going to, Mm -hmm. right? You kept pushing, you know, maybe you had a setback and then it was like, you, you kept pushing forward. And so, like one thing I'm trying to embody right now is like pick a fucking direction and it's going to work. You know, I'm going to yes. figure out a way to work it because there's a million ways to get from A to B, but yeah. our mind sees one and we believe our mind for some reason, even though it's wrong, 99.99999% of the time. Like if you look back at the data, if you look back at the amount of times that your mind told you that the worst case scenario is going to happen when you talk to this person, or your mind told you that this person who wanted to talk to you was going to give you this terrible news. Or your mind told you that, you know, you were going to get fucking attacked by some fucking animal while you're walking down the street, right? Like all these crazy things that our mind makes up, we believe it and we buy into the emotions that we feel when we, when we feel, you know, when my mind tells me that I'm going to get attacked by a fucking bear for some reason, right? I feel these emotions and I buy into it. Like that doesn't make any sense because I, it's never happened the other hundred times that it fucking told me that, right? Like, or the right. other million times that it's told me some other thing. And so that, and that really interests me a lot is that like we can get to a to from a to B a million different directions, but we listen to our mind that thinks that there's fucking one way to get there. It's so cool. That's such a cool concept too. And I remember it was a couple of days ago. I, I heard Hermosi say something about, um, 
they they asked him a question about like what's the right path to take like or some, something about uh, along that language and he was like well i'm a fan of being directionally correct he's like i just just go in that direction he's not he's not like oh this is the only sliver and path that you can take he's like i'm a fan of being let's just move in that direction and then we can pivot and and adjust and and change from there and i thought i was like oh it's such a good idea of just like because you you see and we've done it too personally, but I see my clients more so, um, you know, over analyzing things, or I like to call it like majoring in the minors. <laughs> like you're so focused on like getting this one thing right, which I love the ambition, but let's direct that to where it's going to serve you a little bit more, where we can actually move the needle, you know, and just focus on the on the big more solid, tangible things that you and I really will like move somebody forward. Like you don't need to worry about your supplements yet, right? Like you don't need to worry about whether you should be taking, you know, liver and cod oil and, and, you know, like a L carnitine to, to burn fat more like you, you're in the weeds right now, you know? And so I'm a fan of like being just directionally correct. Like he said, I was like, that's such a good way to put it is like, it's almost like, you know, I imagine just somebody like on a cliff and they're getting ready to jump and do like a, you know, like a cliff jump into the water. And they're like, oh, I don't know if I should like dive head first or I should dive pencil first. And then somebody just pushes them like, dude, just go like, get your, <laughs> like you'll figure it out. If you hit the water and it hurts this time, then you'll know next time. Like, you know, so, you know, I just, I just picture it like that. And, and I do it too. It's, I think you hit it on the head. It's like in our innate features as like humans to, to like want to do it this one way, like, like, no, I got to find that. I got to find the silver bullet. Like it's got to be perfect. And like, it's, it's got to be this like smooth laid out route for me. And I'm going to have no friction in the process. Like that's for what it, yeah, red carpet. Red carpet is going to be laid out from, from where I am to where I want to go. Yeah. And you know, if there's a little bit of red carpet missing, I stop and then I'm like, what? Fuck fuck and then like you walk back to the fucking star line (laughs) yeah i don't know why we think like that but like that's it's ingrained in us dude and it's like being able to just ditch that and be like fuck it dude it's a black carpet or there's no carpet you're gonna walk on concrete like you know like just but our minds are just weird on how they work man like so it's it's very interesting I, i love the whole uh idea of just dude just move in that direction just get the ball rolling and then um it's it i think it makes it a lot easier to adjust and like fine tune and tweak things to to you'll you'll end up where you're trying to go as long as you just keep going in the direction some way shape or form right like i don't know interesting i think i've talked about this maybe not i'm not sure if i talked about this to you but like i've been really into attachment recently and like how we're really attached to everything and, you know, outcomes We're attached to other people's opinions, other people's judgment of us, disappointing other people. And one of the biggest things is like this whole model of life that we think, right? Like this whole living, we all have this, this almost box of how we've been brought up, how people acted around us, the norm for acting. And so like, you might see people like make fun of other people. Like they don't, you know, like maybe your friends did or your family did. Like if, if people were doing weird shit, you know, that you think is weird because they don't do that where you're from, you're like, oh, like fuck this person, right? Or people will frustrate you when they do certain things that are not within your norm, right? And so we attach to all these things. And I've been so interested in like finding, 
I think I found like this whole comparison of the attachment creates an emotion, right? Like this whole thing where say you're doing something that doesn't like align with what I think people should act. Right. And it frustrates me. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Right. Like I get frustrated. I get annoyed. And, And then I buy into this whole emotion. Right. And maybe it ruins my day. And, and I think that what I've come to realize is that I do this with like other people's opinions, right? Like walking down the street, you know, maybe like I am like, you know, I say hi to somebody and then they don't say hi back, right? When they don't have headphones in, whatever, they just stonewall. Happens to me all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Say <laughs> hi to Ben. And like, I used to just like buy into it where I'm like, like what the fuck's this person's deal, right? Like what the fuck's this person's deal, right? I attach to their opinion and their judgment and whatever the fuck reason they didn't say hi to me. And it's a lot of attaching to things that are out of your control, right? And so like, I realized that you attach to something, you feel an emotion, right? But the real thing, the real way that you can get by this, and I've been workshopping this for the last like two to three weeks, is like list out all the things that you're attached to, right? If you know, if you know everything, it's kind of like knowing that our minds are fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Like knowing that they're wrong all the time creates this whole life where you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want to because you understand that like whatever your mind's telling you is probably not right. Let's just push forward, right? Like it's, yeah. it's probably not right. Let's just keep going. And it's a, the same type of thing, like attaching to your mind and attaching to the thoughts that you have and the emotions. And so like, if we can accept it, if we can understand, okay, like if I'm feeling an emotion, I'm probably attached to something. I don't necessarily need to figure out what that attachment is. But if I just allow myself to feel this emotion instead of suppressing it, eating food, drinking alcohol, smoking something, doing something to suppress those those emotions, then it goes away. Right. And then we get into this whole thing. And what I found is I think I recorded a story on it this morning, actually, is every time we do this, it gets a little bit easier. Right. I've been just doing this myself. And it's like you might walk two steps more and have another attachment and have another emotion flood you. But if you can let it go and you can just relax and you can just let it be, then it goes away and then you go and then maybe it's another minute and then maybe it's another five minutes and it's an exhausting, but it's like a, it's a way to get into a better relationship with yourself. I think it's a way to get more happiness and just feel better overall. Definitely. That's such a cool concept too. Cause I I've done the thing too, where I, I go on my walks and I'll wave at people in the morning. I always try to be the initial person to say, regardless of what that person's stance is in anything, their mood today, whatever, like I'm just going to send them some positive yeah. vibes. So I'll yeah. always wave. Right. And to your point, a lot of them don't wave back or they don't see me or they don't even like make icon. They don't even look my way. Right. They'll just be walking their dog and they'll like purposely like, look, you know, the other way so that as we're passing, they don't see me, you know, and it, it, you can be like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> I just laugh it off now because it's happened so many times. Yeah. But like the first couple of times, you're kind of just like, huh, like, I wonder if like, you know, like uh, they, they're judging me or like you just start overthinking it. Right. Yeah. And then now I'm just like, dude, just kill this person with kindness. Like just, you know, like I'll wave to him no matter what they could, they could flip me the bird and I'll just keep smiling, walking, you know, like, <laughs> it's just like, I, I am choosing to let myself get attached to that outcome or that thing or whatever it is over there. Like, and I can't control it. And I'm, I'm like choosing to attach to it. And yeah. then it upsets me. I'm like, that's so stupid. So I'm just like, you know what I do on my walks is I just wave, I, I smile, like, I always try to initiate the first wave. You know, there's kind of that point of like you're on the opposite side of the street of somebody and you guys are walking in opposite directions and 
you're like kind of getting closer. You're like, should I be the first one to wave? I wonder if they're even going to wave at me. You know, they're walking their dog. Maybe they're just paying attention to their dog. They're not going to see me if I wave anyways. Like, and so I try to ditch all that and be like, make sure you're visibly seen, like throw them a big old wave, like smile at them. Like, if they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If they choose to flip me off, great. I'm just going to keep smiling and just, you know, pray for them that they have a better day, you know, <laughs> like, and just keep going because that's what I can control. And then I know in the back of my head, like good, bad, ugly, whatever happens, I'm just like, I can go about my day and keep smiling, you know, and, and have good vibes. But yeah, dude, I, I remember the first couple of times, like when I was walking around my neighborhood and it, and I would wave and like people wouldn't wave back. And it was just like, like, damn, man, that's fucked up. And then I'd start like taking it personal and stuff. <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah. that's a dead end road, man. Like you can't, you can't do that. You know, it's our minds again, right? They're yeah. going that they're attaching to it and they're just going down this whole, like this person, you know, doesn't like me, this person, like, yeah. They, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, maybe, maybe they think I'm somebody else or like, maybe I look like somebody and they just fucking hate them. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, anything you can there? think of. Yeah. You're yeah. really coming up with an idea. Like it's trying to rationalize everything and, and make everything logical when it's just not that way. It's so interesting. Yeah. So then knowing that our brains works like that, like if, if our brain is going to like dig for these hypothetical, like what if scenarios, I'm like, dude, if, if I know our mind works like that, why not put it on our, our side, like on our team, you know, like why not put it into something that's like going to actually be beneficial for me? You know, like what, let me, if that energy is going to be constantly flowing, <laughs> let me make sure I can direct it so that it's for me, like on the positive side of things over here. Cause Either way, I look at it as our mind's going to race, you know, and you you can you can basically just pivot it any way that you want. Um, but if you don't choose to, I think naturally by default, it's going to go to like these hypothetical what if scenarios, like worst case scenario type type deals in it. You're just, oh, man, that's yeah, that's a dead end road. I, you know, I, if when I find myself doing it, I have to like re bring that back and be like, OK, focus on the controllables here, like kill them with kindness, <laughs> throw a wave and a smile, no matter what. And, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people wave back, but there, there will be the few that, um, they ignore you purposely or they'll just look at you and just like keep walking and you just, uh, okay, I'll just go fuck myself now. Like, <laughs> you know, like but it, it is what it is, man. So it but. is, I got a question for you. So like, yeah, this is off topic. I, what? Like, do you ever notice like a certain time? I was thinking about this earlier. Do you notice a certain time when you start gravitating towards things that don't serve you? Like, is there a certain like thing that happens in your day or week that leads you to, to gravitate towards these things that, you know, always end up having you feel like shit or maybe have guilt or shame involved? I think for me, it's, it's not one thing in particular, but I, the one thing that I do notice, like, and this is a generalization. I could be totally wrong, but I'm just trying to make a correlation here. I think it's generally when I'm lacking sleep. I think it's harder for me to make judgments on myself um, and, and like and have my mind really clear. And I it tends to be more foggy when I'm lack of sleep or I'm getting shitty sleep. And I've done that consistently, you know, for for a few nights on end. Uh, that's usually where I see those things start to glare or peek their head. What about you, man? Like, what's what's a sign for you that you're like? You, when this happens, I tend to be a little bit more negative in my thoughts or limiting. Like, what is it for you? The sleep thing is huge. Like, I think that is something I've definitely realized where 
I don't understand how people get low amounts of sleep on a regular basis. They're selling themselves like so short on oh, yeah. the life that they can live, I think. And so I sleep is probably number one. One thing I realized for myself is like when I'm bored, I gravitate towards things that I don't want to gravitate towards, right? Like I, I start making decisions that to, to fill that boredom almost that like, I'm like, this is, I'm going down a slippery slope now where that's, that's a huge thing. Have you ever dealt with that? And like, do you have anything yeah. that you've done? That's a good point. Now that you say that, that that's when I have those feelings and, and thoughts too, is when I'm bored. And I think it's because I'm looking for something that will fill that time or fill that space, but it's not necessarily conducive or productive. You know, it'll be like, oh, let me just scroll social media or, you know, let me just, I don't know, just lay down or do just not do something productive, you know, like I'll, I'll watch I 17 totally, episodes of fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so I put myself in a position to not have any of those in the first place, nor do I want anybody's login either. Like I, dude, I know, cause I've been in there in that scenario where I will watch an entire season. I remember when Ozarks came out, dude, I watched all seasons like straight through. I just couldn't stop. And like we, we have those those tendencies as humans in us to like, you know, and, and props to them. Like I look at it from a business standpoint and, and, uh, they're using like the human psychology to their advantage to be able to get people hooked on their shows, man. Like it's super, super smart. Just like how social media does. Those guys are experts at what they're doing. There's, there's no like coincidence there. You know, people are very good at what they do. They're keeping you on their platform. They're showing you things that you've liked and engaged with, and they're going to keep feeding you more of that, which keeps you on the platform longer. Like, dude, they're so smart at it. And you look at it, I try to view it more from a business perspective, when I find myself in those like tricky situations and then go, okay, what side of this equation do you want to be on? Do you want to look at it from the business perspective and like look at it as something that's enticing and be like, man, that's really cool. How can I incorporate pieces of that into my business? Or like, you know, am I, am I using it to learn or am I using it as an outlet just to be a consumer on the other side of it? And so, um, anytime I can check myself in those scenarios, easier said than done, but I have, I've caught myself before where I'm just mindlessly scrolling and going, damn, they got me. Like <laughs> they, they literally got me, like they got me sucked into this platform, you know? Yeah. And that's what about like, you? The weekends get me. I'll yeah. say the weekends get me. Cause like I, you know, put in tons of work during the week and sometimes, you know, like I, I, I feel like we got to give our time ourselves time off you know, time away from the screen, time away from that. And so I think sometimes the weekends just, they get to me a little bit, but yeah. I have been on a week. I haven't watched TV in like a week. Yeah. Just, I'm trying to do other things. I'm trying to just not like, I'm at the end of the day, I'll just sit without TV on, you know, like just kind of yeah. sit there and just, I, you know, I've been watching a lot more and listening to more Joe Rogan podcasts mm, nice. to, to fill my time a little bit. Cause it's like entertaining. It's interesting. And it's yeah, not something that, is growth related, which I, I've realized I can't have everything in my day be growth related. I got to have time where I'm just chilling and yeah. being days where I'm just chilling and being and, and relaxing. And, and like, it's not everything has to be related to moving to the next level. I think, you know, there's that urgency that, that should be there. And the, we talked about like, what are we capable of? You know, that kind of urgency needs to be there, but like there's, there's an aspect of like allowing yourself to just chill throughout yeah. the day as well. I think. Totally. 
I think it's healthy, right? It's like, I hate that word balance, but I think it's knowing what's based on that time of day for you, like what's the best for you and making sure that you're fully aware and you're a hundred percent intentional about it versus I, I look at myself. I'm like, okay, if I'm on YouTube right now, am I to your point? Am I searching a podcast that I can actually benefit from that? I somewhat enjoy that, you know, I can just kind of relax and listen to, or am I just scrolling and being dictated by whatever they show me is, is the route that I'm going to go, right? Which is zero control. So I've been trying to be more intentional when I use social media and, and when I hop on there, especially YouTube too, because YouTube's like my favorite one, I think, because there's so much cool shit on it. I mean, it's just, I don't know if you like YouTube, but I, I love YouTube, man. Like you literally learn anything on there. Um, and so I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be on YouTube, like let me be intentional with what I'm choosing to search right now. And like, let me have it be somewhat productive, even if it's not like business related, but it's like, okay, what can I learn about bass fishing? Right? Like, let me, this is my free time. This is my downtime. Like, let me just find something that I enjoy that I'm being intentional about that I'm actually searching and looking up. And then I'll feel good about my decision. I'll feel good about what I'm doing versus just let me scroll and then, uh, dude, okay, th this is what got me. Whatever account this is on uh, on TikTok or no, on Instagram, dude, that they, they are, they got this to the T. So uh, I was scrolling and I seen this video of these guys like pushing this huge ass boulder, like, and they're trying to push it over this edge until it goes into this water, like, I don't know, hundreds of feet below, right? You're like, okay, you're just waiting for him to do it. And as they're doing it, like right before it gets to that point, the video cuts and it's like, and it goes to like this motivational thing of like saying like, here you go again, watching mindless bullshit that doesn't improve, you know? And I was like, yeah. oh shit. Like it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. They got me. I was like, oh man. So I started following that page so that anytime they come up in my feed, um, you know, and you can't tell it's them the, because they'll, they'll just show some random thing that you would find that's popular, that's trending on social media. And you're kind of just checking it out like aimlessly. And then the video cuts to, you know, it like snaps you back into, to reality and says, here you go again, like scrolling social media. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I was like, damn, this page is smart, man. Like they're super smart. So they got me, they got a follow from me for sure. Hey, that's good shit. And that's like, those are my two big about bugaboos, social media scrolling and uh, Netflix TV, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I've been, God, I've been really good with both of them recently. It's been, it's been nice. Like just, I've been in a groove with them. I've been building momentum in the good direction with more things that are serving me and just trying to sit, you know, not like maybe listen to, to a podcast instead of watching TV and God, that's, it's so crazy how much your life can change. Like, and just when you're putting more good things in it and you're not really just having things that lock you into the experience that you're, which there's a time and place, I think to all of it, but yeah, I just, I think, I, like, it's not, it, it's not benefiting us really. Like it's not benefiting me to sit there and watch three episodes of a Netflix show. It's not benefiting me to scroll through random fucking bit. So honestly, I never see anybody shit. Like people will be like, be like, yeah, my post I had yesterday. And I'm like, you know, that's recently, at least I just, I, I'm not seeing much. I'll, I'll check, you know, and I'll respond to like messages and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But, your own stuff, but like, yeah, but it's just, yeah. I try I catch myself pretty quick when I start scrolling. I'm like, I'm doing it. 
fucking doing it. I do too. Uh, Yeah, I'm getting better at it. Like I still do it, but I have at least the ability to have the self-awareness to catch myself when I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, I will say though, the the documentaries that I want to watch right now that like have me pumped are that Florida one and uh, the Johnny Manziel one. I want to see both of those. The Manziel (laughs) one was so good. I did watch that. That was like the last thing I watched on Netflix. Yeah. What about the, the Florida football? I haven't seen that. I didn't even know that was on. So that must have been really recently. Oh, yeah, dude. They, um, I've just been heard, hearing nothing but great things about it, which makes me want to see it. But that I'm glad I don't I have I feel like that stuff's a little bit better, right? Like, I, Oh, yeah, totally. I could see myself tossing one of those things on this weekend where it's like, okay, like I'm committing to an hour and a half. Yeah. And that's it. You know, like kind yeah. of, I think setting limits is a good thing for people for to sure. do with all those things where it's not, we're not here saying that you shouldn't do it. I no. I would love to not do it at all, to be honest. Like I just don't, I don't see a lot of benefit. Like I think yeah. it gets addictive for me so quickly and I just kind of know my personality. Of, yeah. I've been through the rat race of, Oh, we're, we're great with it. We're great with it. We're great with it. Oh, episode. Oh, two episodes. Oh, three episodes. Oh, like the whole day on Saturday is, is taken <laughs> yeah. by episodes. Right. And then yeah. I'm like, Oh fuck. Like we did yeah. it again. Fuck. Yeah. I did it yeah. again. And then it's like, you gotta, you make your way back up. You build momentum. Yeah. And then it happens again. And same thing with social media where, you know, I kind of realized a lot of that stuff's connected for me where it's like, you know, if I find myself spending tons of time on Netflix or tons of time on TV and and then like I'll find myself also spending tons of time on, you know, social media scrolling. It's kind of when I start moving in the direction, I feel like when I start doing things that they really don't expand me and move me towards where I want to be, they kind of group together and I start doing a lot of the things yeah. It's it's easy for me to do that. Whereas opposed to when I start doing other things and I start you know, doing more things that are expanding me and growing me and making me feel good on a regular basis and having me wake up and having me be creative and kind of like we were talking about with meditation, like the creativity that I've had just over the last three weeks of doing our meditations has been crazy where I feel like I'm always in creative mode where I'm always coming up with these ideas and I'm always like, Oh, that's a really good idea for content or that's a really good idea for this course. And, you know, that's a, that's a really cool thing that could help this person. And, you know, kind of really starting to see a lot of like creative things come in. Are you, are you writing those down as like soon as they hit you or as soon as you come out of your meditation so you don't forget them or I do a post meditation reflection period. So I'll actually like, I have a notes app that just has all my, my, Nice. After my meditation. And, you know, within meditation, sometimes I'll be like, God, I wish I could just get up right now and fucking write this shit down. You know what I mean? But then I, I just try to like, I try to be like, okay, if at the end of the meditation, this is worth writing down, like I'll remember it. Right. Like it's kind of, I think having good faith, point. like just having faith, like yeah. throughout the day, if I have something and I don't have a, a minute to write it down, I'm like, just have faith that like if I'm supposed to remember this, like that it's going to come up later tonight or something like that. And I'm going to be able to write it down. That's and a good point. I think that's a huge thing. And that faith, like that faith is just like, have faith. Like we talked about earlier, having faith that whatever direction you choose is going to get you to the end destination. Having faith that like you're moving in the right direction and having faith that you're capable of more. And, you know, you kind of see, I think people, once they start to, have that faith that they can achieve things too. Like having faith that nothing's nothing's impossible. Like even if it hasn't been done, like it's still, it's still possible. You know, you can still like, there's, there's a reason why there's inventions coming up all the time and there's people breaking records and this shit happening. Like, 
you can do it. And I, I'm just really curious, like around, you know, cause the more I do uncomfortable stuff, the more I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Right. Those, those, there's a really big thing too, like facing your fears and getting outside of that comfort zone a long ways and how much better it gets you in a very short period of time. I, I think I talked on this episode that released episode 62, I talked about my experience with 21 days of committing to having three conversations a day with, with strangers. Right. And, and, um, I don't know if I've ever grown so much in 21 day period, you know, where I, I was scared shitless of rejection, you know, just of, you know, having people react in a terrible way to me, like trying to start a conversation with them. But then, you know, as you go about it, you realize that like the worst thing that happens is that somebody doesn't talk to me. And that happened a few times where like somebody just like kind of ignored me or whatever. And like, maybe they didn't hear me, who knows, who cares? Right. But that was the worst case scenario. And, and, you know, maybe like one out of a hundred thousand times would somebody like have a terrible reaction to you or like it just be really mean. Right. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen very often. And I'm pretty big, so they probably wouldn't be fucking mean to me. <laughs> yeah. And so like, uh, yeah. so like there's that too. They'll just but, ignore um, you. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's, that's what I realized. And, and, and what I also realized is that like, the, you're never out anything asking that, that I had a golf round recently and this was, this was something I probably wouldn't have done in the past, but I'm, you know, I'm in a good state. I'm feeling good. And I'm, I'm at like a like just the highest confidence I've really had just through doing a lot of uncomfortable things and constantly trying new things. So I did a golf round and I had these like cards that my, my parents had got me for, for my birthday, just like at this course, it was free round. I didn't realize it was after 1 PM. Right. Like, so I went, it was an 8 a.m. round and I handed, I was like, I got a free, this free round. And he's like, that's after 1 p.m. I'm like, fuck, like, I'm probably not going to be back here because I'm moving down to, to Arizona. I was like, what are the odds that you can say that it's after 1 p.m.? Like, just kind <laughs> of like playful joking, yeah. whatever. And he's yeah. like, he's like, ah, just give it to me. I'll, I'll let you, nice. I'll let you use it. And I was like, I was like, that's a sign. Like, that's a sign yeah. of like, if you ask, then, you know, it's such a small thing, right? It's just such, yeah. a, such a small thing. And it wouldn't have been a big deal if it didn't work out. Like I was just kind of fucking around. I didn't expect him to, to actually say that it was cool to, to use it. But like, that's just kind of a small thing where I was like, Oh, if you fucking ask, like, if you never ask, you're never going to get the shit that you want, or you're never going to, you know, the girl's never going to go out with you, or, you know, this person's never going to, to talk to you. If you don't actually go have a conversation yourself, or you don't actually, you know, actually stop being afraid to ask these people. Like they're just people, right? No matter who they are. Like if you want to meet somebody who's a famous person, go up and talk to them. Like, hey, don't be a fucking idiot. But like go up and talk to him, right? Like, like, you know, just like just be like, hey, like big fan, like just wanted to, to introduce myself, whatever. Like it you're now nothing. And it could change your life. Like something yeah. Ed Bylet talks about like you're only one conversation, you're only one decision, you're only one anything away from completely changing your life. There's people that like they're they're so fucking close to achieving their goal and they quit. Right. You know, they're 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 so close. It's like drilling for oil. You never know that you hit oil until you get there, right? Like it's, it's just, you, you could be drilling in a spot where there's no fucking oil, but yeah. like if, yeah. you never, if, you, if you just, if you keep going and you keep pushing and you, you continue to be called in that direction, like don't stop and, and don't quit. And like, it could be, 
that could be the conversation or that could be the, the, the thing, the last day that you need to, to put in work before it actually pays off. That's so true, man. It's so true. And I find myself in scenarios too, where you feel that uncomfortableness or like, especially if it's somebody who is of high value or high worth, you said a celebrity, like anything like that. Um, we, we almost overwork it up in, in, in our head and like start thinking of the worst case scenarios. But to your point, it's like, dude, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Like, even if you thought astronomical percentages of them like flipping out on you for asking just such a generic general question, which most of the time people are going to not. But like, even if you thought that way, you're still out nothing. You're still in the same position you were before, <laughs> like you know, and like, yeah, you might got your feelings hurt a little bit, but chances are you could probably learn from some, you know, something from it and grow and, and, and take it with you to the next one, you know? And so I think that's awesome, man. That's such a cool, what, what made you think of that to the 21 days, three people? Well, Andy Frisella. So he's, do you know Andy Frisella? He's oh yeah. A, he's yeah, the yeah. owner of first form and, uh, yeah, got a, he's got a great podcast and he's, he's awesome. And I'm, I'm in, I think I've talked about this. I'm in his and Ed Milet's, uh, like entrepreneur mentorship group yeah. that they have. And it's, how's that going by the way? It's really good. I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't like, I actually committed this week. I was like, I'm going to use the group for more of what it's worth. Like I've, I've kind of felt less than cause there's mm -hmm. so many like bigger time entrepreneurs in there. And it feels like I have kind of felt like up to this point, I don't really have much to add. Mm -hmm. But I was like, fuck it. Like I'm just going like, to share, share my experiences. Right. I'm just going to make a weekly post in this group. Right. And I'm going to share my experiences. And, you know, if I can help one person in the group, you know, with something like, I think that's pretty, pretty cool. And so I've committed to like every Friday, I'm going to start nice. posting something in the group, like just based on my life experience or based on, you know, something that I'm going through or something I'm trying. And so, but he, he talked about how that was a huge part of him developing like people skills is he's like, you know what? I, I was a big introvert and I'm, I'm an introvert. Um, I'm definitely an introvert. Like I, I could stay inside and like not talk to anybody. Like that, that's my default. Same. And but I know like how beneficial it is to be able to talk to people. Right. And it makes life a lot easier. Like I had these last month of doing this, cause I did the 21 days and uh, I'll, I'll finish this. So like basically Andy, he, he did this for a year and he's like, it completely changed my life. I'd force myself to go into the grocery store, have three conversations with people. So I was like, I kind of tried to do it at certain points in the past. Like maybe at one other time I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I never really did it. And I was like, for whatever reason, I was like, I'm ready to fucking do this. Like, I'm ready to, to, to get into this, to this place where I'm going to like force myself to get uncomfortable and face these fears. And, um, it just has changed my life and I still do it. And like, I have the 21 days I'm on day and today was day nine that I did of a new thing where I'm doing one conversation a day, but it's deeper, right? It's like, I'm prying deeper into this person's like passions and like stuff like that. And so I'll ask somebody like, what is their favorite thing in the world or something that lights them up? And then I'll just like dig into the why of it. Like, Hey, like, you know, how often are you doing that? Like, you know, you know, what about that do you love? And just kind of get into a little bit more of like their passions and have a deeper conversation with somebody. Cause I feel like if you can learn how to have deeper conversations and like figure out what people really love, then it's like, it makes for such better conversation. Like even just sure. a lot of good conversations with random people, because I figured out 
like, oh, like one guy I had like a really good conversation with figured out he just loves skydiving. Like skydiving is like one of his favorite things to do. And I was like, so that's fucking, that's fucking awesome, dude. And I had a great conversation with him and like have had a great conversation with a woman and her daughter yesterday. Just like she loves like arts and crafts. She loves it. She's fortunate enough to be able to do it on a regular basis. And, um, you know, like the daughter loves like coming to the cabin. She loves being like using her imagination. And like, I was talking to him about like how, like to never lose that imagination. Cause it's something that like we lose throughout our life and all these like different things that we go through. And if we can keep that imagination, it's just like life is so much better. And I think me and you both are, we're, we're kind of trying to, to almost relearn the imagination. Like I know I've done visualization for a while and, it's still, it's still difficult at times. Right. And I think that's the use of imagination that us adults can use a little bit easier is like thinking about those things that we want to do, those goals, those dreams, those, you know, the things that may seem like they're impossible to achieve or those things that you, that excite you. Like if you can kind of think about those and close your eyes and visualize yourself going through it and, and visualize yourself, you know, at the finish line of some of these things that you want to achieve or go at or visualizing yourself like in a happy state, living life as a happy person or, you know, fulfilled or just like smiling. Like it makes you, when you come up and you open your eyes from those things, makes life a lot easier. I found like where it's like, you know what I can go about, like I can, you can choose to, to just go about life in a different way and kind of walk in the shoes of that person that I'm visualizing is. So cool, man. And I've been trying to spend more time doing that too. That that honestly helps me make my day-to-day decisions a lot easier of when I put it in that frame. And, you know, and I'm thinking forward, I'm I'm thinking about what I want it to be like and and really trying to make that like a tangible thing that I can feel and experience. And then that will help determine my actions for the day. And if they're aligned with that, and if they're not, then I can feel myself slacking off. It it allows my self-awareness to like kick in and, and, and redirect where needed. Again, it's never perfect. Like I, you know, this stuff slips through the cracks, but I know when I'm in that focus and that reframe makes it a lot easier for sure. Yeah. Dude, this was an awesome combo. Good. (laughs) I think it got better as it went on. Like I think, you know, right away we were talking about random stuff, which is cool. But I think the last (laughs) like 45 minutes, it got really, it got deep, which was a lot of gold in there. Yeah. So hopefully this is helpful, guys. Like we're going to try to do this a little more often. Just talk about what we're doing, talk about life, get a little deeper on just random subjects that come up. And so we'll try to do one of these a month. Um, But other than that, hopefully you enjoyed this. You know, if there's some stuff in there that that really vibe with you, make sure you you like, subscribe, share with a friend. Um, We appreciate all the support, love and help. To, to be able to grow this and, and give this out to more people and be able to make an impact in more people's lives. Any, any other closing stuff, Matt? No, that's it, man. It's just We encourage you guys to, uh, we, we always say like, try to share it with somebody, share it with somebody that you feel like it'll, it'll help benefit. Or if you got something out of this that you thought it was insightful, you know, share it with somebody. Um, the more the merrier and is don't share with somebody who you don't feel like you want to, you know, just for the sake of sharing it, somebody that you actually want to help improve, or, you know, that's ambitious and they, they, they have goals and aspirations and they know they're capable of more, just like similar to what Alex and I were saying, you know, just, just to help somebody out and, and move them in the right direction. We'd, uh, we'd be super grateful for that. Oh yeah. Well, thanks everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.